0: Guys, we made it. We made it to 2017. You guys feeling good? We're through the holidays. Hey, 51 weeks until Christmas. 51. 51. So get your shopping done. All right, 51 weeks. New Year's resolutions. Anyone got any New Year's resolutions? 8% of New Year's resolutions get get kept throughout the year. That's a little depressing. A little depressing. That's not very good. Did anybody keep their New Year's resolution from last year? Let's do this. Hey, raise your hand if you kept your New Year's resolution all the way through last year. I see one, I see two, three, four, four out of a hundred, guys, that's four percent. So we are below average, (laughs) But, but I don't know, something about New Year's resolutions kind of make me feel a little depressed. You know, like, like I'm hopeful, but I'm also depressed because I'm like, I, I've tried this so many times, and yet I, I can't quite make it. And, and how is this year going to be any different? Um, and last night, we were here celebrating the New Year, um, CR, through this big party. Ian shared his testimony, which was incredible, and it was just a, a great night. And uh, I got to get up and speak, and there was a guy in the audience um, named Tim. And uh, I told this story last night. I'm, I'm going to share it again. I feel like I, I need to. Tim is a guy who, um, it's, not, it's not our Tim. He doesn't, he doesn't go to young adults. He's older. Um, but he, um, I, I asked permission for, to share this story. He got clean um, last April. So April of 2015. He, um, he, he had just a, a crazy lifestyle. And he cleaned up his life. And um, he, he kind of got everything going. And then he has a son. He has a son who also got clean about a week after him, okay? So um, I, I meet them. They're doing their thing. They start getting plugged in here. Tim is helping with Compton. He's helping us celebrate recovery. He, he's just diving right in and um, kind of doing his thing. Well, around that time... Um, I started to have something happen to me that, that hasn't happened very often in my life. Um, some, some people and from the church, from outside the church, just, just people who um, I just felt like were getting their life back together. You know? We're just like, like on it and, and, and going to make it and I'm investing all this time into their life and all of that. Start to, start to fall off start start to start to um like kinda just leave and, and get angry at things and, and run away and in this time, in these couple of months, um I didn't really realize it was happening, but I just kinda grew bitter, you know? Like have you ever had a season of your life where you just kinda get cynical? You stop, like, seeing the best in people, and you just kind of start thinking, like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if people are good anymore. I don't know if this whole, like, this whole ministry and life change thing is going to happen. Like, I would never verbalize that, but that's kind of, like, what was going on in me and in my mind. And so last Christmas, there's a song that starts with last Christmas. I almost started singing it, but I didn't, but I didn't. Um, last Christmas, I, 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 see them and Curtis is in town, his son, and they come walking up to me and, and I meet, I meet him and, and Tim introduces me and he's all proud and he, they've been clean for half a year and I, I'm talking to him I'm like, yeah, oh, that's great, man. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I would never say this, never in a million years say this, but if I'm honest, and this is just kind of confession time for me and I'm not proud about this by any means, if I'm honest, what was kind of going on in the back of my mind was, hey, I have seen this before, right? Like, yeah, here, here we go. You kind of get emotionally excited about cleaning up your life, and then it's just kind of whatever, right? And then you, you go back to it, and you stop talking to me, and, and, and whatever, right? It's this, this, like, bitterness is just creeping up inside of me. Well, two weeks ago, Curtis came back. Tim and Tim has always been around. Curtis is just around every once in a while. Curtis comes back, and uh, he comes walking right up to me main, uh, at main service, remembers my name, and goes, hey, man, you remember me from, from last year? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, what, what was your name, Curtis? Curtis, good to see you. And he goes, yeah, well, um, I'm clean a year and a half now, and I've got a full-time job, and I'm, I'm uh, training to be a pastor, right? And it's kind of like, you ever had those moments where it feels like, like God just, like, slapping you in the face, you know? And it's incredible. Like, oh yeah, God is still on the move, right? God is still ready to change lives. God's still ready to restore relationships. God's still ready to pull people out of the places that they're in and put their feet back on solid ground. Like, Ryan, how have you forgotten this, right? It's been on my mind for the last two weeks of, of like, I'm just, I'm tired of settling for that mentality that like, yeah, maybe life change is going to happen, but I don't know, right? Like, like, like maybe that my buddy um, who, I, who I used to pray for all the time, but now I just feel like is too far gone and just kind of stop praying for him. I'm, I'm tired of having that mentality. Maybe maybe we should just get back to going, no, God is still a good God who is ready to change lives, and, and so let's get after it, right, and so I'm talking to everybody last night, you know, and they're all, they're all cheering, they're a fun crowd to, to speak to, and I, I get off the stage, and I go, man, how, okay, it, it's time, it's time to make a change, it's time to make a, a mentality change in, in my own mind, and it's time to get back to trusting God again. And so, I don't, know, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what, what your life has been like for this last year. Uh, but I would assume there's probably a lot of people in this room who need to get back to trusting God. All right. Need to get back to going, no, 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 God, you've got this. You're my dad. You're sovereign. You're big. You're in control. And I'm so sorry that I, that I question you so much and feel like you're not going to come through. I want to get back to trusting you. So tonight, all I want to do, and it's going to be a, an easy, simple night, I want to talk about making a, a um, move in our mind, crossing over in our mind and changing our mentality from one really of, of defeat and pessimism and cynicism to one of victory. Right, changing in in our mentality and and remembering, hey, God is ready to move. So there's all these moments throughout the the Bible, um, where people just get a fresh start, right? Where where they just kind of get to cross over, and I I think that's why I love um, New Year's so much, is because like this is a day where it's like hitting the reset button on everything, and it's like okay. Whatever, that was a warm-up 2016, whatever, game on now, like, like here we go, it's time to cross over, it's time to start fresh, and let's do this, and I'm a guy that needs a lot of, like, reset button hits, right? And so that's what this is for me, and, it, and it, it's good, but all throughout Scripture, they're kind of getting that reset button too. In fact, I would argue the entire story of God is one of God giving us the ultimate reset button. Um, but there are all these moments where um, people of God kind of get a fresh start. And the one that we're going to focus on tonight is um, found in Joshua chapter 1. So um, we've been in a series on Matthew for a year. Um, our accomplishment of 2016, by the way, was getting through the first nine chapters of, of Matthew. So hey pretty good, not too shabby. I don't know. I don't know. But um, Cardi said standalone tonight. So we're doing a standalone. We're going back to the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1. Here's what happened, okay? Moses, if you remember Moses or if you saw the Prince of Egypt when you were a, a kid, he goes and God uses him to pull the people, the Israelites, the people of God, out of slavery. And then they head into the wilderness for 40 years. They know they're on their way to this place called the Promised Land. They don't know where the promised land is. It turns out it wasn't even, like, really that far away. It was, like, a three-day walk away. But they just kind of, like, take this huge scenic route for 40 years because that's just um, just how God laid it out, right? And so they finally get to the promised land. Moses passes away, and this guy named Joshua takes over, okay? So background story for that. I'm going to read the first nine verses of Joshua, the entire book, and we're going to look at, okay, how... We can use the things that, that God, the, the, really just the, the pep talk that God gave Joshua as they're getting ready to cross over and how we can apply that to our lives in 2017 and change our mentalities and go, hey, it's time to start trusting God again. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah. think we can do that? Here we go. Joshua chapter 1. Verse 1, it says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. So Moses, Moses passes away. He had a disciple named Joshua who he had been raising up. All right, a whole another sermon. It's good to make disciples. We'll talk about that some other time. All right, But Joshua is there, and he's ready to go. And so God's about to give him a pep talk. He says this, Verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. So, first thought of the night. If we're ready to cross over, if we're ready to make this jump. So, by the way, Moses has got all these Israelites, and they've got the promised land right in front of them. And there's this Jordan River kind of standing in their way. And they're like, okay, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to cross over and go. And God comes to Joshua and he says, look, Moses is dead. You're up. Now, um, the, the first thought I had, and sorry, this one's a, a little out there. It's going to get better after this. But the first thought I had is really, we aren't that important. Right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get positive. I promise I'm going to get positive in, in just a second. But sometimes as young adults, we put, like, so much pressure on ourselves, right? And, and, and as we're trying to, like, go into being adults and having careers and, and starting families or whatever it is, we put all this pressure on ourselves to, like, okay, I got to figure this out. And if I don't figure this out, man, this world might stop spinning, Right, And we would never say that, but that's kind of what's going on in the back of our minds. And Moses, Moses, like the guy that, that killed it, he did so well. He was one of the heroes of the faith. He dies. The Bible says, God comes to Joshua and says, hey, he's dead, so uh, you're up next. Right, And you kind of get this, this picture of like, hey, um, guess what? If, if God's not going to use one person, he's going to use somebody else you know? And, and for me, that just gives me a lot of peace. It gives me a whole lot of peace to be able to take a deep breath. Let's do that real quick. Everyone take a deep breath. <sighs> like, it's okay, you know? Like, I, I put all this pressure on myself sometimes to, so like, okay, we have got to have a good talk, you know, I've got to teach a good class, got to have these good serve things, got to do all this. But, like, if I didn't do it, do you know what would happen? Somebody else would right? God would raise up somebody else, and he would use somebody else. God's going to be just fine. He doesn't need us, but he chooses to use us, right? He doesn't go, hey, Joshua, you're not that important, so I'm going to find somebody else, right? He goes, no, Joshua, Moses is dead, but you look like a great candidate, so if you're ready to play, then, then let's go play. Let's go have some fun. Let's go do something cool for the kingdom of God. In fact, I would argue, historically, when you look at the people, the men and women who have done the most good for the kingdom of God throughout history are the ones that understand that exact thought, that they're just not that important and yet infinitely important at the same exact time. So Moses is dead, Joshua takes over, and God goes, all right, Joshua, you're my guy, here we go. Verse three, every place, so he's going, you're gonna go into this promised land. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I've given to you. Just as I promised Moses from the wilderness uh, and, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Did you hear what God just said? He goes, hey, you know those promises that I gave? I'm going to keep them. Like, I'm going to keep the promises that, that I promised you and your people. So just because Moses is gone, that doesn't change anything. I haven't changed my mind. I'm God. I know what I said. And I'm going to use you now in every place that you step as you cross over that Jordan River into the promised land. Every place that, that your soul, the sole of your shoe touches, just know this. I've already given it to you. Like, I've, I've already gone before you. And this is incredible. This is incredible news. What does this mean? Hey, 2017, we've got a whole lot of mountains in our, standing in our way. We've got a whole lot of obstacles. We've got a whole lot of things that, that are going to come our way. And guess who has already gone before us into that? God. Right? Like, that's, that's, that's awesome. That, that's insane. Last night, um, we were, right before I came up, Michael and Jess sang um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. You know that song? Cause, and we were just grooving. And I told um, Jamie, we were just joking in the back. I go, hey, I'm going to work that into my talk, all right? And he was like, no, you're not. Whatever. And so I like get done. I'm like at the, the high point, And I see him out of the corner of my eye. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to include those song lyrics into my talk. So I go, because you know what, guys? In 2017, there ain't no mountain high enough, there ain't no valley low enough, there ain't no river wide enough to keep us from getting to God, and let's pray. And everyone was like, what? That was, that took a left turn. I had to. I don't know. But, but the mountain standing in our way in 2017, God has already gone before us. So, so I think a big part of, of my problem, oftentimes, is I forget this. Uh, I forget that God is the one that makes the change happen, and I forget the, that God is the one that goes before me. And so, like, if something goes down um, and, and something happens that I don't like and I start to get cynical about it, usually what's going on is I'm going, man, I wasn't good enough, was I? Like, like I wasn't strong. I, I, I should have I done more. Right? And I, I start to get really down uh, on myself. And, and what God is promising to Joshua here is, hey, I've already given it to you right? Like, like I've got this. I'm just asking you to come along for the ride and be my hands and my feet. So maybe, just maybe in 2017, what we need to do is learn to let go of a little control and give that back to God and and realize that as great as as a good GPA is, it's just not going to fulfill us, right? And as great as getting a, a, a good job is or a raise, a better salary is, it's just not going to be the thing that, that gives us that completeness. Or as great as a spouse would be or a family or, or whatever it is, it's just not the thing that you need. God is. God, you give it back to him, you, you surrender it back to him, and then through that, you're able to get a great GPA, and great, get a great job, and maybe get a spouse, or whatever it is, but you're not putting all of your faith in that thing, and so it doesn't matter, right? So you're freed up just to live life to the fullest without feeling this, like, control thing. My, my new one, um, for me, uh, I always talk about road rage because it's just like an easy example. And, and I've been realizing more and more that oftentimes the reason I get so mad, like when somebody cuts me off, it has, it has nothing to do with the extra two seconds that it caused me, right? You know how long two seconds is? That was it. That was it, right? Like if somebody gets in front of you and turns really slow, that's how much time it costs you. Who cares? right, but there's something deeper going on, isn't there, there's this like need and desire to want to control the road, right, like like I'm going to have my hands in all of this, and I'm going to control everything, even the highway, you know, and it's like you can't, you can't, let it go, (laughs) let it go, it's okay, let it go, they should write a song about that one, (laughs) a lot of song references tonight, Scott, we got to just keep going, we got to keep going. Here we go. Verse 6. Verse 6 says this. Listen to, listen to God. This is God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do all according to, or according to all the law um, that Moses, my servant, commanded you. What did God just say? Hey, Joshua, this is going to be hard. There's going to be times where you're going to want to stop. There's going to be times where you're not going to want to do this, but be strong and courageous because guess what? I've already promised you the land, right? I've already gone before you. This is my battle, so Joshua, realize that. Be strong and courageous. I used to think uh, when I would read this story, I used to have this picture in my head of Joshua being just this, like, macho man, you know, kind of like Ian or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm picking on Ian. Hey, you, just, you killed your testimony last night, by the way, man. I already said it, but that was awesome. That was awesome. I pictured Joshua just being this guy that's just like fearless, you know, that, that's just like, yeah, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll go anywhere. It's all good. But the more I study this passage, the more I realize I don't think he was like that. Like, I think he was, he was, he was a cool guy and he was, he was up for whatever, but I think he struggled with a lot of anxiety. Why else would God say, hey, be strong and courageous? Oh, hey, be strong and courageous. And he's going to say it again in verse 9, be strong and courageous, right? Why does God have to continue reminding him of this? Because he's so quick to forget, and my soul resonates with that, and I take a lot of comfort in that, right? Sometimes it's just scary. Sometimes you look at 2017, and you're like, man, this is, this is going to be a hard year, and I'm not sure everything that's going to happen, and God's going, no, 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 be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. I, uh, I think one of the temptations is uh, to go, well, you know what, thank God 2016 is over You know, like, oh, this is such a hard year. 2017 is going to be so much better. I'm going to put that in my past, and I'm going to move on, like, a kuna Matata style or whatever, right? And I think there's something really healthy about that. But I think when we do that, we're missing something. Because here's the deal. Those Israelites that, that were just wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, they were probably so excited to get into the promised land and step foot across the Jordan River into that promised land But do you know what they were also probably thinking about? All of the lessons that they had learned in 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, right? Like like, think about that for a second. Put yourself in in their shoes. So many life lessons to learn about trusting God when he makes us wander through the desert. So maybe, maybe this year, 2017, the mentality that we take is, hey, 2016 was a rough year for some of us. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn around. I'm going to look at all those things, and I'm going to say thank you right? Thank you for all the trials that I went through, because I'm stronger for them. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the conflict that I I came across. Thank you for that mountain that I tried to, to overcome, because you know what? God was teaching me something throughout all of that, and now he is prepping me. He's getting me ready to cross over into what he has for me for 2017, and to start my ministry. Read the Bible, man. Every story, every person that did something significant for God had a season of wilderness. Even Jesus, 40 days fasting in the desert, and then the very next passage, his ministry begins, right? This is just what happens. God takes us out to teach us to trust him, and then he goes, all right, you're ready. Let's do this. And So what I want to say is is some of you, a lot of us, especially as young adults, we go through these seasons, but take heart, to take heart because all that's happening is God's getting us ready, God's getting us ready, man. He's, he's prepping us. He's teaching us things. He is getting us ready for what he has for us. So be strong. Be courageous. Verse 8 says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do all according, or according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Verse eight, he, he kind of gives us the call, right? Application time, application time. Okay, how do we cross over in 2017 and start trusting God with our year and start stepping into all of the things that he has for us? You meditate on this book, man, right? You read it, you, 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 you read it, you study it, you talk to your friends uh, about it, you listen to podcasts about it, you come here and just go painfully slow through the book of Matthew with us through it, right? But the reason that we're doing that is because God's going, no, meditate on this stuff. You got to get this stuff and not just get it here, right? We, we get it here sometimes. Yeah, I know. God, God loves me and Jesus died for me. Cool. But there's something about meditating on scripture that allows that truth to sink from your head down into your heart. And when that happens, it changes who you are. All of a sudden the, the world can be going crazy or whatever and it just doesn't phase you because your foundation is not this world your foundation is something far greater and deeper than that It's the kingdom of God that is here and now and it's a God who loves us and is, who is ready to move through us so challenge for 2017 getting back to the word right? that's, what, that's really that, that's what it is Get, getting back to scripture, meditating on scripture, memorizing scripture. Changes things. Changes things. So verse 9 gets back to it, and this is where he brings it home. Have I not commanded you? (laughs) No, you have, God. You said it twice already. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 is a great verse to memorize for 2017, isn't it? Be strong and courageous. Don't be dismayed. Don't be frightened. For the Lord your God is walking with you every place that you go. Listen, I, I am, am done. I'm, I'm fed up having this mentality that God's not big enough. I'm fed up having this, this kind of subconscious whatever that's keeping me from, from praying big prayers Believing big things for my own life, for this church, for this city, and for this world, I, I, I'm fed up with that. I want to cross over. I want to cross over into a mentality where I where I go, no victory, victory. God's got this victory, not because I'm great, because you all know that I'm not, right? But because God is great and God is on the move and God is ready to use us. I was thinking earlier. Um, Uh, you ever have times when you're with your friends and they like really want to go to some restaurant that you want to go to but they feel like they need to like convince you that it's good right so they'll be like hey man korean barbecue it's awesome it's like all you can eat and and, like they bring you whatever you want there's ice cream afterwards and some people just go to pay 20 bucks for ice cream and they make all this money off of people and it's like this great thing but you're sitting there the whole time you're going no i'm in like i'm I'm in, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'll get in the car, I'll drive right now. Like, why, do you, why are you still trying to convince me to go to Korean barbecue? I feel like maybe in 2017, God's going, hey, I'm ready. Right? Like, uh, I'm ready to go, so let's do this thing. Uh, I'm ready to make things happen. If you're ready to come along with me, let's go to Korean barbecue, or let's bring the kingdom of heaven here, or maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> There's gonna be a Korean barbecue in heaven. Guarantee it, I guarantee it, <laughs> and fun, true, right, hey, God's ready to go, God, God's ready to go, and that's going to look different for all of us, it's going to look a little bit different for, for all of us, I, I love when, when I sit down with young adults, and they're like, ah, like, oh, what's, what's my purpose, right, I go, "Oh, tell me about your life, well, I'm in school, so I go to lecture, well, there you go, Right? A whole lot of people that need to be loved, a whole lot of people that, that just need a friend, probably just need someone to talk to you and go learn the skills that God's calling you to learn so that you can do something great. Well, then I go to my job. Well, oh, there you go. Right? A whole lot of people that need to be loved, a whole lot of people that, that need someone to talk to and go do that. Well, then I go hang out with my friends. There you go. Right? Like, this isn't, it's, not, it's not rocket science. It's just loving people. It's just loving people and treating people the way that you would want to be treated. Because believe it or not, Jesus is the one that actually came up with that. So here's what I want to do. Joshua one nine. Um, years ago, I was a freshman in in, in college, and our uh, our like pastor guy got up. Pastor guy, uh, pastor, got up, <laughs> and he goes. He starts talking about Joshua one nine, and he goes. My pastor made me memorize this verse, and I've never forgotten it. And I sat there, and I was like, that's kind of weird. You know, like, I'll do that on my own, whatever. He goes, no, 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 we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. And so we did. We we spent, like, three minutes memorizing it. And what's funny is I have a a good friend who um, was about to go into something crazy the next week, life-changing. And it became, like, the most pivotal testimony that that it's a huge part of his testimony because he goes I memorized that verse I brought that verse into what I was doing and God completely changed the trajectory of my life and now he's a pastor and he's doing all these incredible things uh, as well so here's how I want to end tonight since it's this intimate setting the real Christians the good Christians and Brandon what we're going to do is you sat in the front row man I'm sorry I love you man let's go get Korean barbecue later here's what we're going to do we're going to memorize it. You guys ready? All right, we're going to put it up on the screen. And here's how we're going to do this I'm going to say a, a little phrase, and then you're going to repeat it after me. Here we go. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, do not be frightened. and do not be dismayed. Alright, here we go. Let's back up. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you. Be, strong and courageous. be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be frightened. And do not be, do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Are we ready? Alright, here we go. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Young adults, the Lord your God is with you all throughout 2017, amen? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me say a prayer for us, and then we're going to get out of here. Father, I love you so much. God, we love you so much. I thank you for this church. Thank you for these young adults. Thank you for Joshua 1.9. I thank you that you've already gone into 2017 ahead of us and that you are going to be with us wherever we go. So, Father, would you teach us how to be strong and courageous? Father, would you teach us how to take the pressure off of ourselves? And would you teach us how to trust you? God, I don't want another year of apathy. I don't want another year of, of setting low standards for you in my own life. So shake that out of me, Father. Shake that out of us. And we want to do something amazing for your kingdom. So we're ready to be your hands and feet. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.